Hi, this is Jan Miyazaki, the host of the Wednesday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you for tuning into WORT. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a donation at wortfm.org slash donate. Dean and joining me is Linda Bennett. She's the communications director at Social Security Works. Um, it's a go-to organization for me um, when I have questions regarding Social Security as a vehicle for social justice. They work to safeguard the economic security of those dependent now or in the future on Social Security. And she recently wrote a piece that I read at inequality.org. Inequality is weakening Social Security, she says, and this is how we can fix it. And when Congress set the cap on Social Security contributions in 1983, they didn't anticipate 40 years of rising inequality, and it's cost us a lot. Hey, good morning, Linda Benish. I'm glad you could join me. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, Linda, I really appreciated that your work um, at Social Security Works um, um, found its way and onto the inequality.org website. Um, a a natural partnership, um, for sure. And this piece, Inequality is Weakening Social Security. Let's talk about why that happened. And then there's legislation um, that could fix that. So let's start with how it has weakened Social Security in significant ways. Yeah, so this is actually, it's a very relevant time of year for that because 94% of workers are paying into Social Security all year long. But because there's a cap on Social Security contributions, which means that people don't have to pay in above their um, first $160,000 of income, um, that means that people who earn a million dollars a year or more stopped paying into Social Security last week. They're done paying in for the rest of 2023. And meanwhile, the rest of us are paying in all year long. And even worse, there's people who pay in even less than that. So. Tucker Carlson, who gets paid millions of dollars a year um, for lying to people on Fox News, he stopped paying in on January 8th. Joe Rogan, uh, who earns uh, millions of dollars a month, he stopped paying in on January 2nd. And another thing is that people don't have to pay into Social Security at all on their unearned investment income. And so there's people out there like Elon Musk, who at least at one time was the richest man in the world. I'm not sure if he is anymore, but Elon Musk didn't pay a single penny into Social Security last year. And tell us the history of why there's such a cap. So there's been a cap on Social Security since it was created, but it used to be that um, the, mo- the vast majority of income in this country fell below the cap. But when the last oh, time that the cap was readjusted was in 1983. And they set the cap at a level so that it would cover 90% of all the wage income in the country and only leave 10% above the cap. But what they didn't count on was the rising inequality of the last 40 years. And so since the 1980s, the percentage of wage income outside the cap has nearly doubled. So in 2021, nearly 20% of wage income was outside the cap. And that represents a massive amount of money that didn't go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So is it? The case that if people made more, did their contribution uh, fill the funds so that it could uh, uh, be used to pay out other um, people's uh, 
uh, portion? Is, is that how it's supposed to work, or is this um, something just to create a more fair system? Yeah, so the way that Social Security works is that everyone is paying in, everyone is getting benefits, but that lower income workers are having a higher percentage of their income replaced because that's what they need to sustain themselves and live a good life in retirement. And higher income workers are having a lower percentage of their income replaced. Um, and so by not having higher income workers contribute in on all of their income, that's money that's not there for everybody else. And so the the um, cap being set so long ago and since then, the folks making over $165,000 has grown substantially. Yes, because inequality has risen so much in this country. Um, there's a lot more people now who are making above the cap and the amount by which they're making above the cap has increased. And so, for example, if somebody makes $180,000, only $20,000 of their income is above the cap. But if that person is now making $500,000, that's far more income that's above the cap. So what are the proposed changes? So there are a few um, proposals in Congress to change the cap and to lift it. One is the, um, is Social Security 2100, a sacred trust. That's a bill that was introduced by Representative John Larson, the chair of the Social Security subcommittee in the last Congress, and co-sponsored by about 90% of House Democrats. And what that bill would do is it would um, lift the cap and so that people, um, there would be a donut hole between $160,000 and $400,000 to comply with a pledge that President Biden has made that he's not going to raise um, any taxes on people making less than $400,000, but income above $400,000 would be, um, would count towards Social Security. People would have to contribute on it. And then that additional um, revenue is used to strengthen Social Security to keep it strong for many more decades to come, as well as to increase benefits because benefits are very modest right now. Um, then another proposal from Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren, the Social Security Expansion Act, would also lift the cap. It would do it um, at $250,000, so that donut hole is a bit smaller. Um, and it would also, and this is important, apply the cap to unearned investment income, um, apply the Social Security contributions. And so that raises a lot of additional revenue for Social Security. And the bill also uses that money to expand benefits and to keep Social Security strong um, well into the next century. And the goal whether it be the 250,000 or the 400,000 um, new cap would be so, to protect the fund itself and to the benefits for some of the uh, uh, folks that need it the most to replace their lost income. I mean, that's just moral, right? Absolutely. So Social Security, it's a very effective system. It's the part of our retirement income system that works the best. But the only major problem with Social Security is that benefits are really too low. So, for example, in Wisconsin, the average monthly benefit uh, for retirees is less than $1,600 a month, and disability benefits is even smaller than that. And that's just not enough for most people to live off of. And so when many people in the media are talking about Social Security, there's all this focus on, you know, oh, can we afford it, right? Is, is it going bankrupt? And I'm here to say, no, it's not. We're the wealthiest country in the world. And so if we just require the wealthiest people among us 
to pay their fair share, to pay in all year long, just like the rest of us, we can afford to not only protect and expand Social Security. And it's Social Security works. We really think that talking about the adequacy of benefits um, is, is the way that Social Security should be discussed. And the, the value of the, their, the work and, you know, the essentialness of our healthcare workers and our caregivers and our teachers, you know, they're not on the highest end by any means of our income scale, but their work is way, I, I'm going to say valuable, more valuable in some ways, um, more real, more hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. These are earned benefits. We pay in, we get them out. They don't, you know, the government um, pays them out, but at the end of the day, it's our money that we're earning. And it really, you know, is something how nobody ever is like, oh, you know, how are we going to fund military spending, right? Can we afford that? No, it's always Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid that they're trying to cut. The, um, what kind of, you mentioned Social Security 2100, the Sacred Trust, um, sponsored by John Larson of Connecticut in the House. And then you have the Social Security Expansion Act, um, Senator Sanders and Warren and um, uh, Schakowsky and Van Hoyle, Hoyle in um, the House. You know, is this catching on, especially with this Congress? Yes. Yeah, so... This is something that's increasingly popular within the Democratic Party. Um, Representative Larson hasn't introduced his bill yet, but we expect that when he does, it'll garner a very high level of support as it has in previous Congresses. And the Social Security Expansion Act, it also has quite a few co-sponsors in the House and Senate. Um, that one, it's a little bit trickier just because it doesn't uh, quite comply with President Biden's pledge um, on the $400,000. but. Um, I think that it's really quite possible for the Democratic Party to unify around legislation to expand Social Security benefits. And in fact, uh, raising the cap and using it to increase benefits is also something that President Biden campaigned on. So we've been talking to the White House and saying that Biden in recent months has been doing a very good job talking about protecting Social Security and Medicare. Um, and it really would be a good time for him to release a plan to also raise that cap and to expand benefits. You know, this should be a, 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 a bipartisan uh, effort. Lots of people who may have voted for Republicans making, you know, less than $250,000. You know, um, what's the opposition? So this is a very bipartisan idea among voters. Um, and in fact, it's uh, something that's supported by 76% of all voters and by 65% of Republican voters want to get rid of the cap and have the wealthy people pay in all year long. And it's fortunately, it's not very bipartisan at this point in Congress. And that's because Republicans are really listening to their Wall Street donors and to people who make above uh, the cap, in many cases, substantially above it and don't want to pay in all year long. Um, we have even started to see a few Republicans talk about maybe being open to lifting the cap, which is new and somewhat encouraging. But at this point, they're still talking about it in the context of, well, maybe we lift the cap, but we also raise the retirement age, which is a massive benefit cut. And so we're not interested and no Democrat should be interested in doing it in a context like that where you're also cutting benefits. 
You know, when I talk to people about Social Security, one, I think they are believing the myth that you said that that, that it, it isn't working. Um, in fact, it is. But then it also sort of leads to a kind of a, a slaughter between people receiving it and who of those receiving it who are the ones that need it the most um, should not be getting it. And it just makes so much sense to look upward and, you know, get greater contribution from the wealthiest to generate. I mean, we're talking like, like, I don't know, how much money would we raise? I know that had we not had the cap, it would have been trillions. Yeah, it would have been like several additional trillion dollars without the cap. And even if the cap had just been raised to cover 90% of income. And I think that's also such an important point about the people in Washington, Republican politicians, pundits on on, uh, TV, who are trying to divide people against each other. But the truth is that Social Security, it's one system. And when people pay in with every paycheck, they're earning insurance for several events that cause the loss of wages. So that's retirement, disability, or the loss of a breadwinner. Um, A good amount of people who get benefits are survivors, people who uh, lost a parent. Uh, Social Security is actually the nation's largest program benefiting children. Um, And then it's there for you if you become disabled, though I should also say that Social Security has one of the strictest standards in the world in terms of qualifying for disability benefits. And in fact, I would say it's too strict and means that a lot of people who are disabled and really should qualify don't get it. But there's this media myth that anyone uh, can get disability benefits, and that's the opposite of true. It's a really difficult process. And for many people, it takes over a year, and they can get bankrupt or even die when waiting to qualify. So is there any action our listeners could take? Yeah, so I would encourage people, I mean, firstly, to talk to your friends and family, debunk some of these myths that are out there. Um, and in particular, if anyone has Republican friends and family, um, a lot of people really don't know that people, that wealthy people don't have to pay into Social Security Um, on most of their income, that they're not paying in on their unearned investment income. And I think a big reason why there's not more outrage about this is simply that people aren't aware. And so the more people that folks can make aware, the easier it is to mobilize about this. Um, And beyond that, um, folks uh, should call the members of Congress and urge them to support legislation that raises the cap and that um, protects and expands Social Security. Um, They can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and at socialsecurityworks.org for updates on what we're doing. And a big focus of ours in the next couple of months is going to be the debt ceiling legislation because there's a real concern that Republicans are going to use it to try to force cuts to Social Security, Medicare, and especially Medicaid um, is a big concern right now. And so we're really going to need a lot of help on that. And we're especially focused on pushing Republicans who... um, House Republicans who represent districts that President Biden won because ultimately their votes are going to be needed to raise the debt limit. Thank you. I'm speaking with Linda Bennett. She's the communications director at Social Security Works. I would urge you to look at their website. Um, so much good information and that, that you could you know share with your family members um, to debunk so many myths that are out there in the the mainstream. And then we're talking about her piece at inequality.org. Inequality is weakening social security, and here's how we can fix that. Hey, Linda, it's great talking with you. The website for Social Security Works, is it just, what what is it? 
I don't have any. That's socialsecurityworks.org. Yep, that's so just type that in and you'll find find it. Thank you, Linda. It was great to talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me on. Bye-bye. Hey,